This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm so grateful you're here today. This is a podcast for parents or anybody helping raise kids, and I hope you take a little something from each episode. Whether it's big or small, I just hope you take a little something that's helpful from each episode of this show. Now, today's episode is a lighthearted, fun episode. There's a lot going on in the world right now, and I just felt like a good, casual conversation would be awesome. And my guest, this is episode 48, is Brianna Cook. Brianna and I have been friends for, gosh, 10 years now. We met a very long time ago, pre-kids. She is a nurse practitioner turned stay-at-home mom. She's a beauty counter consultant. And just now, for the first time, both of her kids are in school full-time. So we talk about what that transition's like for her. We talk about some of our favorite beauty counter products, both mine and hers. We both share three favorite book suggestions in this episode. And then we also share one or two things that are making our lives a little bit easier and a little bit more fun. So I hope that you enjoy this lighthearted, casual conversation with my friend, Bree. Before we get started talking with Bree, if you are enjoying this podcast, please leave us a quick rating and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening so potential new listeners can find us and hopefully learn something and enjoy these conversations as well. All right, enjoy my conversation with Bree. Well, today on Why Is Everyone Yelling, we have Brianna Cook on the show. Welcome to the show, Brie. Hey, thanks, Linz. Thanks for having me. How's it going? It's good. Just doing the mom thing. What room in your house are you in? Your room looks more aesthetically pleasing than mine. Yeah, I am in my office. So, uh, yeah. And if you can see over there, there is a dog. She always likes to lay with me. So, Tell me about the calendar on the wall. Um, so it's called a Stendig calendar, S-T-E-N-D-I-G. I don't know. I've ha- I saw it somewhere on somebody's something and it was probably a couple years ago and I'm like, I have to have one of those. So now it's, I buy one every year and it, you just rip off the papers and it's. So is it like decor, but also do you, you like, you don't write count, you don't write schedules no. on it. No, I don't write anything on it. In fact, I sometimes forget that it's even there for calendar purposes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's office but, decor. I gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's just get rolling here. Bree and I met what before we had kids 10 years ago, oh, yeah. 12 years ago, 10. Well, my oldest is eight. Um, so yeah, it had to have been about 10 years ago. That's crazy. It's so weird because social media has changed so much, but we met in the yeah. days like of Twitter, people would yes. meet on Twitter. That's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, you were in the running group, the perfect strangers. Yeah. Yeah. I, so we lived up in Muncie, Indiana at the time and it was just my husband and I, we were both working full time, but I had taken up running and I think I met somebody up in Muncie that connected me with somebody in that perfect strangers group and then they invited me down to Indy one weekend to do a long run with them. And yeah, I went down and then it was like, we were all from different parts of walks of life with like one little common thread. And then we just kind of took it from there. Wouldn't you just be like a group is going at 8am on the Monon and whoever shows up, shows up. Yeah. And then we'll just go and whoever, you know, a lot of times we would determine who, like what kind of mileage we all wanted to run. Sometimes we would do really long runs together. Other times it was like a six miler. There would always be a huge pack of you. Yeah. (laughs) So good. It was, it was fun. It was fun at the time. It was, we would do themes and Uh we're tall socks and yeah, it's like you knew we were coming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You could see you guys from like a mile down the Monon. So, okay. You lived in Muncie at the time. What brought, then you guys moved to Noblesville. So why'd you guys move down to Indy? So, um, my husband and I moved to Muncie for work. 
Um, in fact, my husband still works up there. Um, and then literally I was coming down to Indy probably every weekend and I was spending a lot of time down there. Um, he would all, we also had friends down there and my husband was already down there too. And so one day we were talking about, we were just renting a home up there. So we talked about, um, moving down there. And of course he came down and he golfed and he's like, Ooh, I found a nice neighborhood on a golf course. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go check it out. And then that kind of sparked our decision to move down. So we're kind of in the North end of Indy. Um, so he still drives up there for work and, but it's, it's nice being, being down here. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to live in Indianapolis area, you need to live on the North side if he's still driving to Muncie for work. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how did you guys meet you and your husband? So we met, um, back, I know I was doing the math on all this last night, um, 2004. Okay. Um, so I had just graduated nursing school. I graduated from Michigan state, went to nursing or went started my first job as a nurse. It was an orthopedic nurse. Um, I was working the afternoon shifts of three to 11 o'clock. Um, and he was a brand new intern and had just started. We literally started about the same time. And so about a month into both of our jobs, he romantically asked me out while we were starting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we started dating in 04 and then we got married in 2008. So um, and then after that, we moved down to Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, I didn't know that. Did, yeah, he did a um, a fellowship down there. So we were just there for a year. So that was something different that we did. Um, and then after that, he got a job up in Muncie. And so then we went up there. Okay. So you went on to become a nurse practitioner. Yep. Okay. And now you stay home with your boys. So talk about that decision. I feel like you go to school for so many years and mm -hmm. it's just like, it's a big decision to make. Like, do I stay at work? Do I do part-time? Do I stay home yeah. with the kids? How did you make that decision? Yeah. Um, so Emery is my oldest and he was born in 2013. So, um, and I have been an NP. So I went to nursing school worked for a couple, I worked for a year, then I went back to school to become an NP and got that right before, like the year before we moved to Alabama. So 2008, right when I got married. So all those things happened. Um, so I was an NP for about five years and um, I don't know, you know, I just, it was always one of those things. Like if I can, I will. And I, I want to, like, I wanted to be a stay at home mom. Um, I knew that when I was pregnant and we had the baby and then we were going to be moving five months down the road too. I was like, well, it feels like I'm just going to stop for now. Um, so yeah, I just kind of always had that, that want to stay home with the kids. I remember your handle on social media was nurse with a purse. It was, I know. I, I used to blog it. Nurse with a purse. I know. Isn't I know. I wild? remember writing a big blog post too about that. Like my decision to, to leave, um, nursing. Is that still and on the internet somewhere? <sighs> you know, it lives out there somewhere, but I feel like I, it had a bug and then I just ignored it, which is terrible because there was a lot of stuff that lived on that page. <laughs> I know. I think about that all the time. I actually deleted an old post I wrote on an old blog from a while back recently. Um, just because mm -hmm. I was like, that doesn't need to be out there anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but then I was like, oh my gosh, do I need to go through and like audit all of the old ones? Because you know, something that you wrote 10 years ago, like I don't know. Oh. I, I wouldn't have spoken the same way. I wouldn't have said the same kinds of things that, you know what I mean? Like you've grown a lot since then. And so it's like, I don't know. Do I want all that out there? I know. Yeah, I agree. I know. I feel like it, I tried to rec recover it and then it was like, nobody knew how, what to do. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that's that. <laughs> and now I kind of just use Instagram as like my blog, which I feel like everybody does anyway. So. Oh, totally. Okay. So back to your kids, Emery's eight. Yep. Vaughn is six? Five. Five. Did he go to kindergarten? Yep, he did. So let's talk about that transition because you go all in to be a stay-at-home mom and, you know, you you put your nurse practitioner career to the side for now. And now mm -hmm. it's like, I always think about this with my sister-in-law. She's a full-time stay-at-home mom too. And before she started staying home, she had like a really intense job for lots and lots of years. I think she had her first kid yeah. maybe when she was like 32. And her youngest went to kindergarten last year. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, I feel like when you don't have a outside job, there's this like 
hole there in that time. Because if you have an outside job and your kids are going to daycare, it's essentially feels similar, right? Your kids are going to daycare all day. Now your kids are going to school all day instead of daycare. So I'm curious, like how you've processed those emotions. Yeah. It's funny because I, they've both been in some sort of school for years. Right. And Emery is in second grade. And then Vaughn's been like in five day a week uh, preschool Mm. for two years before this. So I've, I've had that time. Now, granted, it was like just four hours versus seven or eight. Right. So it's just a longer day. Um, so yeah, it's, it's weird. It is weird. It's like, I, I've been home. And so I've, I've been just kind of running the ship and, but doing it in a compact moment in time, I guess, during the day. But now with this whole thing, like I dropped the kids off at the school bus at seven eighteen in the morning, and then they're not off the bus until three. So it's like, what do I do? That's so an like early start. Early start. Yeah. Um, so part of me is sad to see them go. And, but the other part of me is like, okay, well, I'm, I'm up. It's seven 30. I can go work out. I can work on my business. I can go run air. You know, it doesn't feel like I'm rushing around to get everything done. So it has been nice, but there is also that weird, like, well, what am I going to do with my life? (laughs) Yeah. Um, You mentioned your business. You are a beauty counter. What do you call it? Consultant? Yes. Consultant. But you're like, you, I feel like I've seen you graduate levels up. Tell me about this. Yeah. So I joined beauty counter back in Vaughn was like eight, eight months old. And I was, that was like a crux in my life where I was like, okay, I've been at home for a few years. I've got these two little ones. I have nothing for me. Like I'm not going to work. I'm not doing anything for me. What, 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 what is my life? What am I doing? And I had learned about Beauty Counter before, like right when Vaughn was born. So, um, but anyway, I became a consultant. I decided like, okay, I'm just going to try this um, and see, see how it goes. And I really, I had loved the products before. It was just more of like turning it more into like the business route instead. So yeah. So just December, 2016 is when I joined. So I'm coming up on five years. Wow. Yeah. And so I I really love it. It's a great community. I mean, the company is just built on a mission of health and safety, which is kind of in alignment with what I had been doing as a nurse anyway. So, um, yeah. And it's just given me kind of that outlet to, you know, still be home and, but to kind of still serve a purpose at the same time. So. Yeah. And you, so I, cause I said you went all in on the stay at home mom thing, but you have been doing beauty counter for mm-hmm. most of that. So even when your kids went off to school, you still had the thing yes. that you've been doing for yourself. Right. And your family. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a good balance, you know, because I, I, I don't vis- I don't envision myself right now like in an office setting or in a in a hospital or in a clinic or somewhere um all the time. Um I like the flexibility. I like the balance that I can have and be available to do things on the fly for the house, for the kids, for the family um if need be. So, it is kind of a nice a nice balance. Whatever balance means. <laughs> Hey friends, a quick break here to thank Prevenex for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you are looking for a place to get vitamins for yourself, vitamins for your family, your kids, you need to check out Prevenex. Their products are clinically effective supplements that promote longevity, performance, and everyday health. Their Supervites, which are their kids' vitamins, provide your kids with optimal forms of key vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants that support children. They are low in sugar from natural sources, preservative, artificial, additive, and junk-free, and they taste good. My kids all enjoy the Supervites. And what's cool is Prevenex donates a bottle of Supervites to malnourished children around the world. So it's a buy one, give one program. So for every bottle you buy, a bottle is donated. These vitamins are specifically formulated for children. They contain 28 organic superfruits and veggies in them. I also take their adult multivitamin and our family loves their protein powder. We make smoothies with it all the time. The vanilla is my favorite. You all can save when you go to Prevenex.com and use the code LINDSAY15, that's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-1-5 at checkout, 
and that'll get you 15% off your order. All right. Thanks, Pravinex. And friends, enjoy the rest of my conversation with Brie. Let's get into favorite beauty counter items right now. I have my, how many picks did I have? I have one, two, three. I picked three. And I I have some questions on mine too. I love the Lotus Glow Cleansing Balm. Mm -hmm. I like always, I say the same thing about my multivitamins. Now I have this like the same company I buy all my multivitamins from, Prevenix. I know they're clean. I know they're effective. I know they're good. I feel good about them, right? But for so long, I would like go to Target or wherever it is and like stand in the vitamin aisle and be like, (laughs) what, one a day? Like, I'm sure that's not the best quality. I don't know. Um, And I felt the same about like what I'm washing my face with. I'd go to like um, St. Ives, Neutrogena, whatever. And now I know this is what I wash my face with every single night. I feel good about it. It's clean and it works. Yeah. And I can ask you questions about it. Yeah. And it's just like a one-stop shop. It's so nice to have that like trust in a company that like tells you what you need to know, like that they're transparent with, you know, their ingredients and their safety and, you know, all, all the things. And we do use synthetics and it's okay because they're bazillion tested for, you know, health and safety and, you know, and if you can't afford beauty counter, that's okay. We can, we can direct you to something else that is, clean and we'll do the job for you. So that's also what I appreciate because I made some comment about wanting sunscreen, which I did just buy a new beauty counter sunscreen, but I made a comment like the beauty counter sunscreen is so expensive. So I usually just buy something cheaper. And, um, Stacy Heine, who has also been on this podcast is also Mm -hmm. a beauty counter consultant. And she gave me, she was like, you know, not even trying to be like, this is why you should get beauty counter. She was like, here's a list of like 10 other sunscreens that are safe and effective. Yeah. That's awesome. And cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot of bodies to put sunscreen on. Seriously. I actually, every time <laughs> I actually used the sunscreen at the, uh, lake yesterday and I was like, yeah. Okay, let's. How little? How little can we put on and still be effective? Ration, yeah. And it's the mineral based. Do you, what's the difference? Um, so a chemical sunscreen is like your clear. If you're talking about a spray, it's that clear. You know, you just you know spray it all over. You don't have to rub it in or anything. It just lands on your skin, and what it does is it reflect or no, it absorbs the chemical sunscreen absorbs the sunlight and the UV rays into your body. Okay. Um, so it protects your skin pretty well. Um, but then you're absorbing things like those chemicals that are in the sunscreen are absorbing into your skin at the same time. Um, whereas minerals or, um, yeah, mineral based sunscreen is more of like a reflection. So you're literally putting that white, zinc or whatever it is. Usually it's a zinc oxide. Um, and it literally coats your skin. So the rays bounce off your skin. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's why I love our mist too. It's easy to put on, but I you should can get spray the it on to see it. Yeah. And then you can, and it rubs in really nicely. So, um, and there's been so much press about nasty sunscreen ingredients and benzene and, and things. So it's just important. You're putting it on your body so much that it's like your biggest organ your skin. Yes. So just make sure it's clean. So the, the Lotus glow. Okay. I also talked about this with Stacy when she was on the podcast, I use that to wash my face and I was like, I also use it to wash off my eye makeup. Okay. There it is. Yes. And, um, Stacy uses something else though. Cause she was like, you still have to like rub your eyes a lot when you use it to, to get your eye makeup off. So I went ahead and bought, actual eye makeup remover from beauty counter mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what Stacy said she uses, but tell okay. us like the Lotus glow, like how does that work to clean everything off your face? I mean, it, it does get your eye makeup off. You do have to rub though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of a coconut oil consistency. I would say like in a like solid form, you would take like a little scooper and you scoop a little, a little something out and then you rub it in your hands and then it melts and then you rub it on your face and it just, it's, it's made up of, I mean, you're going to test me now, all the ingredients. I don't know. All the ingredients. Um, but it just really breaks down all your makeup and it 
cleanses your skin at the same time. It's kind of like a one-stop shop. So that's why I love it. Cause I don't like to do all the different parts like the eye makeup remover and all the things. And I feel like I, for me, my eyes have been fine using it to remove my eye yeah. makeup. Some people are not, um, are a little more sensitive. So, um, but yeah, it's been one of my go-tos and not to mention it's good for like all the other things. Like my husband's lips have been really chapped. So I'm like, take a little pot of this, use that, um, windburn, sunburn, dry elbows, dry, whatever. It's really, and it's got like an antibacterial property in it too. So it helps. Legs chafing. Legs chafing. I know. I kind of wish when I was a runner, I had beauty counter cleansing balm. <laughs> I put it, actually put it on. I went, ran 10 miles on Saturday and it was like so hot and humid and yeah. I chafed so bad. And I'm like, why didn't I like put anything on before? But I put it on after and it, it like just cooled it calmed and down. calmed it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was Whoa. like, I can't wear a dress now. I wanted to wear a sundress and my legs kept touching. And I was like, I got to have like something. I got to have some separation here. Barrier. <laughs> yeah. I need a barrier here. Um, okay. So I'll go quickly through the rest of mine. Cleansing Blom. Sure. I love the charcoal mask and uh -huh. the color intense lipstick. The okay. color I have is little black dress. Okay. Yeah. Tell us what you do with the charcoal mask though. You put it on your armpits. <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of sensitive skin, um, yeah. So yeah, the charcoal mask is obviously the charcoal like pulls out impurities if you think of it that way. And so a lot of times I, okay, you need to have an aluminum free deodorant and I'm sure you probably are well aware and well versed in that. Um, but yes, you are switching from a antiperspirant. So a, an antiperspirant is something that has aluminum and aluminum literally clogs your sweat ducts so that you don't sweat. Um, which is, if you think about it, not so great for your body because it's just kind of holding it all in and you're coating it with aluminum, which is linked to breast cancer and all the things. So if you're switching from a aluminum based deodorant to like a more natural deodorant, sometimes you kind of have that like awful like transition where you you're trying it and it's great and it's great. And then it's not, and then you're breaking out and you don't know what's going on. So I have been using the charcoal mask <laughs> to do like an armpit detox. And I have an article I should send it to you too, you but it, it's literally you jump out of the shower and put some charcoal mask on your armpits, let it dry. It takes 10 minutes to dry and then you just rinse it all off. And it just kind of expedites that purging process. Um, so like all the breakouts and the sensitivities and stuff, it'll just kind of expedite it. It'll probably still happen, but I just did it like last week. Um, cause I've had a little bit of breakouts and so I'm like, I'm just going to do this. It's so fun to talk about armpits. But. <laughs> well, yeah, I actually, I do use, I don't know what I have right now. I think I have a Tom's deodorant. Yeah. I don't know what, cause you guys, you, what's the, um, Emily always looks at the, there's like a list and, um, Oh, the EWG app? Yeah, or, there's, um, yeah. there's like a resource where you can like yeah. look at whatever your products are and see like where they yeah, line up on the on the dirty scale. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, I always wait, even though I don't use aluminum deodorant, I always wait to put my deodorant on until after I run just because I'm like, okay. I want my body to yeah. like sweat as much as it needs to sweat, totally. Yeah, you know? And yeah. so I always just wait to put it on and I come back very stinky. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> do you, you use, use properly? Do you use the beauty counter deodorant? I do. I oh, do. Okay. I love it. It was it was one of those things like when we first I mean, or for the longest time ever since I joined, I was asked if we had a deodorant because like you said, we have so many other things. We have a lot of body products and makeup and skin, but we never had deodorant and it was just a huge huge undertaking to make a natural deodorant that works because if you've tried any you know that they're not all created equal and it's just really hard. People are just different. It's a matter of kind of tolerance and, and, but this one I found has really worked well and it's really cool because it's a recyclable or refillable. Um, so when you're done with the cartridge, you just take it out and you can put any one oh, in. Cool. So wasting all the plastic parts. So what other natural deodorants have you tried that you recommend? Um, I've tried primally pure. Okay. Um, they have a good charcoal one and another one that was blue tansy, which is, I think, good for sensitive skin. And then um, I just had it. Oh, Amber Blends. Amber Blends is um, a local indie oh. make company, and they have a, a really good deodorant as well. So 
those are the two that I've been I've used. I've tried a hundred of them, I swear. But I know. Did you ever try native? I never did. Okay. What are your top three beauty counter picks? Okay, so yours was cleansing balm, lipstick, and what was the other the charcoal one? Charcoal mask. Oh, the mask. Duh. Um okay. You so can my- detox your pits with too. Yeah. <laughs> um I have the cleansing balm as well. I put the C serum, which is our vitamin C. Have you been using that or have you That's used the that? yellow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use that every day. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It gives me that nice glow. Um, Dew Skin, our tinted moisturizer, is one that I've used ever, like from the very, very beginning. It was in my very first order. It's got SPF in it and it's like a filter for your face. It feels really nice. Um, an over our overnight resurfacing peel. That one is another good one when I'm having a lazy night and I don't feel like doing all the steps at night. It's like I wash and then I put the peel on and I go to bed. I have that too because I got a mini set with that. In the ah. tr- and that mini set is lasting me a long time. They do last a long time. Yeah. Because I always you get annoyed. Eat- I'm like, these mini sets are so small, but they actually do last. Yeah. Yeah. They do last a long time. That's kind of nice about it too because it's like when you look at the price point versus like how long they actually last, you're not buying something, you know every couple weeks or every month. So, um, and then our new mascara is really, really good. Oh, I heard um, that it's good. I haven't tried it. Yeah. So I had to throw up. Well, I got the do skin in there too, but one makeup piece. So, you know, I recently started using, um, have you heard of lash therapy? I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. They're really new and they're, they're getting, yeah. I think they're getting bigger, but anyway, Um, They sent me some of their lash therapy, which is like a serum for your eyelashes. And I've never had good eyelashes, like whatever. And it says it takes, I don't know, 30 to 60 days to start working. I cannot believe what they've done for my eyelashes. I feel like you can see your lashes and I I know you have anything on there. I don't have any makeup on. I haven't put the serum on today. I am, I'm like, I'm never going, I'm in it in my, um, my mascara applies better too. Cause you put the yeah, serum on okay. and then you wait a couple minutes and you put the mascara on. I'm like, I can't, I can't live without this, this lash therapy anymore. And I've had several people be like, what are you doing to your eyelashes? Are they real? Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. yeah, they're totally real. They're just, you know, so, um, and I, I had never did a great job like putting eye makeup on or anything like mm-hmm. that. My sister, in fact, used to always make fun of me because I didn't do it well. <laughs> and, um, yeah, this lash therapy, it's a, it's a game changer. I love that. You'll have to share more about that. Yeah, I'll put the link to it. And it's kind of expensive. I mean, it's it's yeah. on it's on price point with beauty counter stuff, though. I mean, it's yeah. I think it's like sixty or seventy dollars for the for the lash therapy. But I've been using it for three months, and I'm still on the same tube. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are we wrapping beauty counter? Are those our favorites? That's all I've got. So you guys can follow Bree on Instagram if you want to learn more about um, beauty counter and what they're doing, but. I also, what's the website that you mentioned that you can like check, check the, like for safety of your products? Yeah. So it's environmental working group. Okay. And I think the website is ewg.org. I could be wrong on that, but they also have a app and it's really cool. It's called the EWG healthy living app. And you can literally take your phone into target or Walmart or wherever you're shopping and if you're curious about the health or the safety of a certain product, they have a barcode, like a scanner, and you can literally take it in and scan the product. Now, not everything is in there, but a lot of things are. It'll just give you a range from one to 10, 10 being like, put it down, don't touch it. It's not good for you. Uh-huh. One to three being just fine. Um, so yeah. What so, did I w- buy recently? Oh, Burt's Bees. I bought some Burt's Bees stuff and I sh- I texted it to Emily and I was like, I'm buying this moisturizer from the day. Is it okay if I'm still buying beauty counter for night or whatever? And then she like put it into the app and I think it was like, I think it, it had a decent score. It wasn't like amazing, but it wasn't terrible. Great. So I felt good about it. <laughs> I want to download that app. Is it just for skincare stuff or is the app for like house cleaning stuff too? They do have house cleaning stuff in there too. Yeah. Cleaning supplies. Um, Yeah. It's a good app to have. Um, There's another one called um, Think Dirty. Okay. Um, That's another app. I don't really use that one, but EWG is is really, it's a nice little resource to have. And then be careful because when you start going through all your products, you're like, oh, 
Oh, we might, but I don't think you need to do that. Like and do like the massive purge unless you're like ready to turn over and get all the other things in, in its place. But like when you run out of something, like assess its safety and then choose something safer. Right. So. Like run it out. You've already been using it for yeah. f- five years. Don't waste it. Okay. So now the other thing, this episode, you all is meant to be like a fun I guess it's, I'm going to call it, we're like kind of frivolous here. We're going to give you some like fun things that we're enjoying as well. I have a couple of things and I know the world just feels like really heavy right now and there's a lot of sad news and everything feels crazy and I just wanted to do something lighthearted, you know? Yeah, I agree. So we're going to give you, this is what we're going to do next. We're going to give you our top three to five book picks, recent reads, mm-hmm. and then we're going to give you our top three to five like mom hacks or this is making my life easier or just simply happier. Mm-hmm. Favorite I things. Think of it as a yep. favorite things episode. Um, yep. Okay. Five books. I'll start. I am reading American Marriage. Oh. Have you read it? I have not. No, okay. but I've seen it. Yeah. It's Terry Jones is the author. I don't know if I said her name right, but – Um, this man is falsely accused of a crime, a black man. He goes to jail. His marriage kind of falls apart while he's in prison for these, like, I think he is in prison for six years. Anyway, it's the story of all that. I don't want to say anything more because I don't want to give things away. Um, but you get to walk through the book through his eyes, his wife's eyes, and a couple other people. And it's just really good. So that's my first recommendation. What's yours? Um, okay. So I kind of did like all time favorites. Um, so my first one is the nightingale by Kristen Hannah. Have you read it? Why have I not read this book? Really? I know. Are you shocked? Cause I like Kristen Hannah a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say, cause I feel like you read some Kristen Hannah books. We read it. Um, we read it. Okay. So when, quarantine and COVID and all the things started, I was like, I kind of want to do a book club. I want to start reading more. I, does anybody want to do a book club with me? And then we had a bunch of people say yes. And so all that to say, we've had a book club and now we have about seven people in it now. Um, but at the beginning we decided on the nightingale, somebody mentioned it and they're like, Oh, I love that book so much. I'm like, I've never read it. I've heard of it, but I, I want to read it. So anyway, it's a Kristen Hanna books are, I think they're exclusively historical fiction. Yeah. It seems um, like all the ones that I've read are. Okay. Same with me. So, um, it's a story of two sisters. It's Nazi Germany. Um, one sister is, um, kind of living in the throes of, you know, all the, the Nazi situations going on there. And the other sister, um, is like helping, helping soldiers like come back or escape from it. There's like, she's called a nightingale. That's what the name of the story is. I'm such a bad retailer. You would think I'm better summarizer of books, but I am not. (laughs) But anyway, if you haven't read it, it's really, really good. It's really, um, her stories are just always very powerful and like they pull on heartstrings. So I just, I love, you know, I, it's funny that you say you're a bad story retailer because after I said American marriage, I was like, Oh shoot. Now I'm going to have to kind of explain what it is. And I do not like doing that. I'm not good at it. Maybe we should just not do that. <laughs> we can just book. say we can just say <laughs> the book. Um, I have I just read the four. I read the Four Winds by Kristen Hanna yep. and The Great that. Alone. Those are the two most recent Kristen Hanna books I've read. I've just read The Nightingale and The Four Winds. I don't think I've read anything else. Yeah, The Great but Alone is not my favorite of her books. Yeah, it's okay. Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just not my favorite. Um, okay. Up. My next book, have you read Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid? I have. And actually, I put, when I got to the end of my book list, I put anything Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yes. Especially <laughs> if you literally will read anything. There, I've read four of them, I think. I think I've read at least four of her books. And I yeah. obviously, if you guys haven't read Taylor Jenkins Reid books, start with Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And mm-hmm. if you just, if you need to do audio, 
I've heard the audio version is amazing because it's like yeah. all the different characters talk in different, their own voice. So it's, you know, it's not just one narrator. Um, yeah. Daisy Jones and the six, the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, both. Mm-hmm. Those are probably my two favorite books of hers. Agreed. Agreed. Cause yeah. all her books before that, I feel like she was coming into her writing. Mm-hmm. And when she wrote Daisy Jones and the six, it was like, she's arrived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I read One True Loves by mm-hmm. her as well. That's another good one. And then, yeah, the last one was Malibu Rising. I think what I love most about it is just her format is like the stories are so good, but it's the format of how she writes that keeps me like engaged the whole time. Like she, like Daisy Jones, you're literally reading. It's almost like a, it's almost like a play script or something. Mm-hmm. Like, like you see, you hear people, each person, each character is talking and telling their side. And it, and I feel like all those all of our books are kind of similar like that. So yeah, you go from person to person's point of view. And so it's really interesting when a situation is described and you hear it from one person and then you go to the Mm -hmm. next chapter and someone else is describing the same situation. It's like totally different. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You just can't go wrong with her, with her books. They're just so good. I heard that Daisy Jones is being made into a show. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I know. It's been like a year since I read that book and I'm, like feel like I need to go back and refresh. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think it must've been last summer that I read it too. I mean, yeah. it had to have been right. Cause I feel like that's when it was like blowing up. So stop what you're doing. If you haven't read Daisy Jones yet, start there. Of <laughs> yeah, all the books we say, I think start there. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And I really liked Malibu Rising too. I thought yeah, it was, it was fun. And I, when I, once I got close to the end of that book, I, it was one of the one, those books that I couldn't put down. I was like, I got to finish this. I got to, I got to get to the end here. And she's always got some sort of, for the most part, a lot of her books have some sort of like Hollywood celebrity intertwined into it. Mm -hmm. She's really good at that. Yeah. I read some, or I listened to like an interview of hers and she, and she also like within each book, like almost like hints to like the next book coming, Uh you know, like, like Mick Riva and MLB Rising was in Daisy Jones. And and I think it may have been in. Evelyn Hugo too, but yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he was cool. an Evelyn, Evelyn Hugo yeah, for sure. You, I, I want to get inside an author's brain at some point. Cause I know. How do you organize all these things? Right. Talk about organization. Right. You're like, here's this character. I want to make sure I weave him into these books too. And like, where do I put all that? So I don't forget. Yeah. No. Um, okay. What's your next one? Um, okay. Um, Anxious People by Frederick. Bachman. I just didn't read? love it. You didn't. No. Okay. So I will say that when I started reading it, I was like, what is going on? What? Wh-? There's like uh, a shooting. Wasn't there a shooting in, in an apartment complex? Yeah. And yeah. then all these people are like trapped in this apartment and they're like in a hostage situation. And then so it's like going back and forth. Okay. I think what I really loved most about that is the end. Yeah. Is just how it all came together. And maybe that's saying something, but I will say that he's kind of like Taylor Jenkins read to me in that I feel like he can do no wrong. Like all of his books mm-hmm. that I've read um, are really, really good. I'm trying to think of the other ones that I've read. A Man Have Called read- Off. Yes. That's another one. Um, Bear Town. I haven't read Bear Town. Bear Town I read. Yeah, I have a couple more sitting on my shelf too than I need to read. But I just, I think I just appreciated Anxious People at the end. And I, he's just got a very quirky style. Um, yeah, his style of writing is very, yeah. it's very unique. Yeah. Um, that yeah. book, I'll just say, I think the reason it bothered me is there was the like quarreling back and forth, like the, mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of bothered me. Um, but, and I finished, and I was like, I'm not giving up on this book, I'm finishing it. <laughs> Because I don't give up. Like, I I hardly ever give up on a book. Hard thing. I loved the last 10%. And so then looking back, I'm like, was it worth it for the last 10%? But if I didn't read it, I would always just be wondering because so many people recommend it. Yeah, I love the way it all wrapped up. And I agree. I think sometimes the ending does kind of dictate how how you think, feel about the whole entire book. Um, side note, if you guys want to follow somebody that has the best book recommendations, mm. do you know who I'm going to say? Elisa? Or yeah. who, who are you going to say? No, I don't um, know. She's in your book club. Oh. She always oh, does. Actually. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ashley, she always does these very intricate, like detailed. Like, she'll just post a book in a in a story on Instagram, but then she'll do like two paragraphs of why she liked it, why she didn't like it. Ashley is the perfect example of a good story reteller. Or yes, good summarizer. I can't do that. Yes, <laughs> she's amazing at it, and she reads all the books. So. I'm assuming her profile is private, but if you follow her. And just say, hey, I heard you were good about books. (laughs) It's a fly in bush. And Uh she just side note, if you do go follow her friends, I don't know if she's going to appreciate me telling everybody her Instagram. Um, She's a badass. Like she is a pilot and her husband's a pilot. And they were in the, were they in the army reserves? Is that what they were in? Uh, But she's a badass. She stays home with her, with their two boys now. Um, But she gives the best book recaps and recommendations. So many times I've like taken a screenshot of her stories to go back and look up the book. And then I, you know, like we were talking about with these authors, how do they remember? I always forget to go back and look it up. I know. So a funny story, Ashley and I, I think connected through you indirectly. Probably. Ran together. And so then I started following her and then we became, you know, virtual. We've never met. Oh, really? Never met. But we have a book club meetup, um, not this upcoming weekend, but next weekend. Oh, you're going to meet in person? Everybody, and we're going to drive up together. Yeah. She, so. Where's the meetup? Saugatuck. Ah, uh, side story on that, everybody. And I'm <laughs> telling you this because I'm a true believer in like, just if you feel like talking to someone or because, you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't let that, those moments pass. We ran a race together. We ran a half marathon and I think she ended up beating me. I don't remember, but we were clearly like the same pace and could run similar speeds. And so I think we must've exchanged numbers after, I don't know, somehow we touched base and we became really good running friends. We ran together a lot. Um, And you didn't know before the race? No. Well, funny. She passed me at some point and I like cheered her on. And then she, I think we kind of went back and forth a little bit and her husband was riding his bike next to them. And um, yeah, we just developed a friendship. I haven't seen her in a really long time, but, um, it's just one of those things where I feel like you, in those moments, you can be like, I don't know that person, like, you know, whatever, and just run on by, or it could be something and maybe, maybe it won't be something, yeah. you know, but I always just say like, be open to assuming, assuming the friendship. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And I feel like it's similar with like social media, like how many friendships have we, fostered and grown and just developed without even meeting the person. And it's real. It's real. And then when you finally see each other and it's like, okay, it's like, it's a real relationship. Yeah. Well, and you guys have been meeting on zoom, like, right. Yeah. So you're like, actually like really interacting. You can see each other. I'm excited. It'll be so much fun. Um, okay. Shout out to Ashley Bush. (laughs) Can't wait to tell her that we talked about her. Yeah. We'll we'll make sure she listens to this episode. I hope I didn't botch what part of the military they were in. They are in. I don't know. Air Force. Was it Air Force? Yes, right? It's yeah. Air Force because they're pilots. Yeah. Well, and I'm actually like, I'm such a nervous flyer. And I, every time I fly, I think about Ashley. I'm like, she could fly this airplane. Like she flies airplanes. And so, yeah, that always like calms me down. Um, okay. Let's do one more book each. Okay. Um, I'm going to do The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Have you read it? No. It's just like if you're a creative type entrepreneur, it's definitely like a, I don't know if I want to use the word self-help, but it's a, it's a dive into your creative mind kind of book. Okay. So I don't, I don't have much of a recap on it, but it was, I've I've read a lot of books like that and it's one of my favorites. Okay. Okay. Interesting. The War of Art. Um, PS, are you, you're on Goodreads, aren't you? Yeah, but I, I looked at it before this episode and I feel like I need to update it. I'm not very good. Yeah. I just, I geek out over looking at reviews and things like that, but I always feel like I should leave reviews, but I just hit, I almost always just hit five stars and move on. Yeah, I know. That's okay. That's acceptable. Um, okay. Mine is my next one. Well, I have five listed, but I... I think The House in the Cerulean Sea. Oh. Yeah. Have you read? No. Okay. What's, it's, 
What's your recap? <laughs> Can you do it? <laughs> Not recap this one. Um, I will say that it is in the fantasy genre, but it is the story is so much more about more than the story is. Like it's a story about like all these different um characters if you were they're children basically but they're all like kind of fantasy beings if you will um like one is lucifer and one is like a little gnome and anyway it's very kind of far-fetched but at the same time it all is very reflective of like life in the world and it's just and it's very heartwarming it's a great little like love story just it's a feel-good book so okay um okay let's move on to What's making your life easier, happier, lighter, whatever? Um, well, it's not fair because your kids aren't in school yet, but <laughs> I was going to say letting my kids get the school lunch makes my life so much easier. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so last year they didn't have, or they had like, they did free lunches for the whole school yes. for the entire year. And they're doing that again this year. So yep. we're not buying lunch. And I'm happy to make them a lunch, but they like to buy their lunch and I don't really care that much. At the beginning, when I remember the first time Emery came home and he's like, mom, they just gave me lunch today. And I was like, no, I, no, I think you paid for that, but that's okay. But I was kind of like a little heartbroken. I'm like, no, I want to make your lunch. And now I'm like, make, buy the lunch, buy the lunch. You know what? I love that. And I, and I get it too. Like if you've worked really hard to like provide your kid with healthy, nutritious food and like that's, that's been your thing. Like I get not wanting to let that go. No, the second um, my kids went to school where they could buy or get school lunch, which actually we were with the public school system and it was free before everything. And now their school system now, it's free this year, but I don't think it normally is. Um, but even if it's not, I don't, I don't care. This is what we're doing. I mean, not having to pack the lunch is like such a huge relief. Now our little two all last year, they were at like a preschool thing and in a daycare. And I did, I, we have to pack their lunch and we're going to have to pack their lunch starting next week too. But doing two instead of four, Hey, that's a big, Oh yeah, for sure. I know. Big relief. It's just, it makes life easier when you don't have to worry about it. Cause you don't want to do it after dinner or you don't want to do it before you go to bed. And then you really don't want to do it before they get on the bus. And so. And I always feel like food always comes home wasted. At least when I do lunches, you probably do a better lunch packing job. I always feel like I'm going to pack stuff that they're not even going to eat. And then it's just going to get thrown away because God knows who's touched it at school. Like we're not (laughs) saving it. So yeah, that's one of the things I don't like about packing. Yeah. Yeah. What's one thing for you? This is not necessarily like what's making my life easier. It's making my life more fun. Yeah. I finally gave in and I got a, this is why I'm like almost embarrassed because I'm like, this is such a frivolous episode. <laughs> um, I I got a newly subscription. Do you know what that is? Wait, is that the clothing thing? Yeah. The anthropology? Yeah. It's, um, they have, yeah. So it's N-U-U-L-Y and yeah. you get six items a month. And you okay. just pick out whatever six items you want. I think it's $89 a month. But the hope is, is that you're not buying as much clothes, right? Like, okay. so I got the, I got like a couple skirts and jumpsuits and a cute, actually this workout tank top that I'm wearing right now. I was like, well, if I'm going to do a subscription, I need to at least get one item. That's like the type of clothes I wear most days. Um, but it's fun because then your, your closet rotates and so it's like printing it and then you, at the end of the 30 days, you send it back or yep. you have the option to buy. Or... I think you do have the option to buy if you're like, I love this. Like I'm going to keep wearing this. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, you send everything back at the end of the, the month and you get six new items every month. So it's kind of mm-hmm. fun. Like, especially if you have an event or like, you know, you're going out to dinner this specific night, like. Get a dress that you, you know, get like rent a $300 dress that you don't want to buy because you're going to wear it two times ever, you know? Um, So. Can you choose what you get? Yeah. You pick out whatever you want. And so anyway, I I like have wanted to do this for years, but I have felt guilty about spending the money. But I finally just justified it because I'm like, you feel good when you wear clothes 
that fits yeah. you well and you enjoy and, and that are fun. And so, and my hope is that I won't buy as many clothes because I'll, I'll have yeah. like fun options that I'm renting. No, I love it. It's a good sustainable option. It's fun. Um, you are, or my friend, um, Sarah, who's also in our book club, she, um, just had a baby like four months ago and she did newly, I think when she was pregnant. And so she had like all these beautiful, like big flowy dresses that she could wear. Yeah. And yeah. And newly is definitely like free people, anthropology, like that vibe. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What's another thing for you? Um, the only other thing I could think of, and I'm sure I could probably think of other things, but that when my kids get home from school, it's okay to just let them veg and like have that quiet time. Cause I think when you think about it, like if I was in, if I was a kindergarten teacher or any sort of elementary school teacher and like the constant stimulation that they probably have. And then the fact that they get home and they just want to like Zen and get on their iPads or whatever it is, it's like, that's okay. And so I've just, I'm not fighting that. It's like, you get an extra hour and it's like, I get an extra hour then too. Yeah. I struggled with that a lot when my, when my oldest started school, like why does he just want to get home and watch TV or whatever it is? I mean, and it's different when they have buddies that are like outside at the same time and like they can go run and play with them. But I also have found that my kids do almost better if they come home, eat a little bit and veg out Mm -hmm. for like 30 minutes before playing Mm -hmm. with their friends. Yeah. And like, wouldn't you want to do that too? Yeah, I know. When you get out from being somewhere all day, you're like, I don't want to do anything right now. Why do we feel guilty about things though? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like I used to feel guilty, like, oh, he's been at school all day and now he's going to watch TV for a half hour, 45 minutes or an hour, whatever it is. I'm like, why am I making myself feel guilty about that? I know. I know. I think there's so many things we can just like literally just accept and just let it go. And it's fine. It's fine. They're going to go. Their kids are, their friends are at the door like 30 minutes after they get here anyway. So then, okay, so what? They're playing Minecraft for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes after that with a friend. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Do you let your kids, do they free range the neighborhood? What does that look like? Um, so kind of not really. Um, we have, we live on a big long street and so there's, houses close by that I'm fine with them going back Mm. and forth to, but if they like kind of go past a certain point and we've had this conversation yesterday, actually, it's like, mommy, daddy need to know where you're at. I don't care if you go somewhere on the street, but we just need to know where. So when we need you, (laughs) we know how to get you. Yeah. So, cause yeah. Whose house is it? And I need to know the parents. That's all I need to know. So how about you guys in your new space? We, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Um, the big boys are definitely out and about free ranging, but there's, there are three houses that we've met the parents and, Mm -hmm. um, I feel comfortable with them going over there and whatever. And so I just know when they leave, I'm like, you're at one of those three houses. And if, if, if the group goes elsewhere, you need to just come talk to me first. Yeah. Yep. And they kind of like, you know, I think I've always been pretty free rangey in general, um, mm-hmm. but they, I feel like they, for the most part, know their boundaries. Like they know, oh, I've never been down here before. I probably shouldn't go down, you know, and not to say yeah. they're not going to make bad choices First along part. the way. Yeah. They're going to, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. going to happen. But I feel pretty good about it. And I also feel like, I mean, because I've given them free range a lot, like they, they walk home from school and school is almost a half a mile from our house and they walk oh, wow. home the you yeah. know, they find neighbor buddies and they don't even want me to come get them anymore. They've, I wow. went, I went and picked them up two days and now they just walk home with their little group of group of kids on the street. And I think part of, you know, my second oldest, he's only six. I think part of the reason he feels comfortable doing stuff like that is because he's had that freedom. Like he's, yeah. I haven't been holding his hand through every single thing he's done, yeah. you know? So yeah. am I patting myself on the back? I think I'm patting myself on the back. Well, you should, you should. No, it's it's good. It's good for them to like learn that responsibility, but also still like know that you're home and you care and you want to know where they're at at all times. You know, it's, it's not like you're just completely checking out and not, you know, paying attention to what you're doing. You're allowing them to kind of find their way. Oh, I'm sitting at the window. Like what? Cause it's exciting for me to see you come down the street. (laughs) Our our bus, our street is super long. And so our bus can't like come down and make the turn in Uh front of our house. So we have to take them to the end of the street. 
I take them down there. And then the morning it's early. So I'm just like, whatever, I'll take it down. And, and it's been so hot. And so I'm making excuses, but the reality is they could easily walk down yeah. the street together. Cause there's a couple of them just right in this little vicinity of our house that would walk together. But I don't know. I would do it too. I mean, and I, I've been walking them to school still. They don't need me to, but I like, I like it. I like walking them to school. Yeah, right, right. I like that I have the option to do that and I the opportunity yeah. to do it. Um, okay. What's something professionally or personally that you would like to do that you haven't done yet? <laughs> well, <laughs> I said this last night to myself when I was writing my notes down and I said, I've never been on a podcast. This is my very first no podcast. Way! Oh my gosh. Well, you're just, you're just breaking it now. You're now you're going to be on all sorts of I know. Um, you should start a clean beauty uh, podcast. You would have to give me all the notes. I don't know what so much. It's easier now (laughs) to start than it was five years ago. I'll say that. I'm sure. Well, and it's just a well-oiled machine at this point for you. Yeah. (laughs) Standing in my laundry room. Right. (laughs) Um, okay. What was the next question? I left my notes in the living room. Let's see. Um, you said a family trip that I would recommend. Yes. What's a family trip you'd recommend? I feel like we're so bad at traveling and we are going to get better at it. I swear. Cause our kids are at like this nice little sweet spot where we need to do that. Yeah, where I want a good to spot six and eight. We are, um, or five and eight. Yes. So I, we went to, um, Northern Michigan last summer and I feel like that's always just a good place to go. There's so many nice little lakes and it's just chill and relaxing. So I definitely think that there's a lot of opportunity to go up there. And then we also went, as funny as it sounds, we went to club med and it's in Florida and it was Sandpiper Bay is like the area. So we like, I think we flew into Fort Lauderdale and it was like an hour North. Um, and we did that last, like two fall breaks ago. And they had so much fun. Now, not like the fanciest place in the world, but it's like an all-inclusive and they had all the kids thing. Like, it's like a little kid's dream, you know? Club Med? Club Med. I've never heard of it. Actual Club Med. You remember, like, I feel like it's like from like, it's been around forever. And there's different ones like all over the globe. And they have like kids programs. So like you can sit at at the beach by yourself. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know. What do you, yeah. What do you really want? Like, I don't, my kids are kind of like, we just need a pool. Right. And something to do. So, um, so it was fun. It was fun. And we're actually going, um, God willing, going to <laughs> on yeah, fall right. break here. Um, we're going down to the Keys. Um, cause when you're in Indiana, it's like in October, you kind of really have to just go south. So, yeah. um, so yeah, we're going to try it again. What so. key, what key are you going to? Duck Key. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. There's like a resort called Hawks, Hawks K Resort. And I have a friend, Heather, who's like, trap, not like a travel. She is a travel agent. She, um, I hate, tra- I hate planning trips. Heather's a godson and she gave me a bunch of options. And so I'm like, okay, that one looks good. So perfect. <laughs> um, okay. And then we already went over books, but do you have a favorite kids book you recommend? Um, so do you, have you ever read, have you ever read the world needs more purple people? No. Like Kristen, Kristen Bell, like, I don't know if she co-wrote it. Um, it's really cute. It's just talking about purple people and basically a purple person is like a kind person or a person mm. that uses their voice and stands up for what they believe in. It's, it's a cute, cute book. It's not like super like preachy, but I mean, it's cute. The second you said Kristen Bell, I knew it was going to be something <laughs> like that. Right, right. So, <laughs> yeah, cute one. So. Um, I love it. Okay, what's your last message to leave with the listeners today? Um, I always just say keep going. Mm. Like you said, like the world's weird and hard, and hopefully all these things that are happening are just little blips on the radar, but just keep going, keep doing what makes you happy, what brings you joy, and it'll be okay. So. I love it. Get that newly subscription if it's going to make you happy, right? Don't feel guilty about letting your kids buy school lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone needed to hear that. I know. Exactly. No oh, guilt. No thanks, Bree. Oh, thanks for having me. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening today. Thanks, Bree, for coming on and sharing your story. 
was great to catch up. If you want to follow Brie and connect with her, she is cookb823 on Instagram. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm lindsayhine626 over there, as well as this podcast, Why Is Everyone Yelling, is on Instagram as well. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. We've got some great interviews coming up. One is with Megan Michelson and Mary Flo Ridley. And we're going to be talking about talking to our kids about the birds and the bees. So excited about that one. We've had some requests for that topic. Make sure you're subscribed so you do not miss it. All right. Have a really great rest of your day and we will see you next week on Why Is Everyone Yelling?